Welcome to The Digital Divide with me, Linda Antonetti, where I am here helping you to bridge the gap between social media and connecting with classic communication skills. So last week, we were talking about the cornerstones of customer service, having a good, positive attitude, active listening, having empathy, and having patience. So today I want to continue the topic of how to have customer service skills that puts your clients and customers at the center of the interaction, meeting their needs first. So after speaking about those four skills last week, this week I want to start off with talking about being assertive during the customer interaction. Now, when I'm talking about being assertive, I'm not talking about being aggressive. I'm not talking about being pushy because that can turn a customer off right away and they won't want to interact with you. As I speak about being assertive, I am referring to meeting the customer's needs without them having to ask for every single little thing that they might need or want. Being that person that's providing those services to your customers, you need to be confident and show that they are important to you. Show them you're capable of meeting their needs and that you want the best outcome for them. You want them to leave your establishment with the best experience. It starts off with you being confident, knowing where you're working, what your services are, what your product is, Asking the right questions to get the most information from your customers. You want to show them that you want to help them, even if they're not asking for it. Because sometimes a customer doesn't know what he or she wants or needs. You need to be offering information willingly, not only if you are asked for it. It shows, again, that you want the best for them and you're going to take your knowledge and you're going to help them have the best experience with all that you know. Make suggestions according to their needs. Give them different options that might fit them best. Again, don't be aggressive or pushy, okay? Because that's you putting the sale before the client. It's not you putting the client before the sale. So you want to be assertive with your knowledge. Let them know all their options and don't wait for them to ask you. And I have a great example of this. I was searching for a car. I finally decided on the make and model of the car that I wanted. And I actually went to dealerships close to me, um, my home and where I lived, but they had poor customer service and I really didn't want to deal with them because of the way I felt I was being treated by their staff. I wound up going to a dealership that was 45 minutes to an hour away from me. And let me tell you, from the moment I walked through the door, I was treated like gold, like I belonged there. I was given to a sales representative who I loved and who I continued to refer people to. Why? I told her what kind of car I wanted. She was assertive, asking me questions. For example, who do you work for? They might have a deal that will give you some money off on your car. Or what kind of car are you driving? If you're trading that in, you can actually get money off from changing from the model you have to 
the model you want. I did not have to ask her about that. I did not have to ask her about any deals or if my company or my uh, husband's job was affiliated in any way to get any money off on the car that we wanted. She did all that work. She knew all the answers and she presented it to us. She gave us the options. She was assertive in helping us get the best deal possible for the car that she knew we wanted. And she actually helped us save almost $10,000 on this car. And because of her great customer service skills and how we were treated and how we're treated by just about everybody when we walk into this dealership, we continue to drive 45 minutes to an hour away just to get our car serviced from them, to get an oil change, to get the brakes changed. We go to them to get the car serviced and we purchased that car three years ago and we're still going to them because of that great customer service and how she was meeting my needs to the best of her ability by being assertive with all of her knowledge and helping it to apply to us so that we could get the best deal possible. So you want to be assertive in a positive way with your customers. Keep it customer centered. Another thing that we need to do when we're dealing with customers, you need to have some depersonalization. I'm not talking about you don't want to treat your customers like humans. Of course you want to treat them like humans. You don't want to treat them like they are just the number on, on your list of people to get to, which I feel that way in some places that I go. I feel like it's so depersonalized that I'm just actually basically on a cattle call where there's a bunch of us there and I'm a number and they don't even see me as a human being. So when I say depersonalization, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying you don't want to make your interactions with your customers about you or your own experiences. You need to focus on their feelings and their needs without suggesting how you would feel in their situation. You rather want to validate them so you can keep the focus on them. For example, you might say, I understand how you feel. That must be so frustrating. Don't go ahead and start talking about your own experience. Also, you need to know how to depersonalize when a customer is upset, right? You can't take it personally, especially when it really might not have anything to do with you. And so it is a little dance that you need to do about trying to be able to depersonalize yourself from the situation without coming across as an impersonal person who is not caring about your customers. That's not what you want, but you still want to focus on making it customer-centered about their feelings, about their wants, and about their needs without suggesting your own wants and desires and what's best for you. Because what's best for you may not be best for your customer. So this situation, it does require a lot of empathy and patience, like I discussed on my previous episode, but it also requires emotional stability. You need to be able to separate the two, your own emotions from your client or your customer and what they're saying and not take it as a personal attack. And I can give you another experience or another example of that. And that is at the most magical place in the world that we go to. I hope you know what I'm talking about. It's a very popular 
um, amusement park, theme park, whatever you want to call it. And I had a bad experience there and had to bring it to the manager's attention. They did not meet my expectations and I was disappointed and brought it to their attention. And the manager, not at any moment, made it about her or tried to defend herself. She said to me, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry that that happened to you. I will take a note of it. I will write it down. I can understand how that might be frustrating and disappointing to you. And she actually tried to make the situation better. And she tried to make our accommodation meet our expectations. At no point did she make it about herself or trying to defend herself in that situation. So moving on, just to piggyback on that topic, taking responsibility is also a very huge skill that you have to have when you're dealing with customers. If you don't take responsibility and own it, you're not recognizing that there's a problem. And a big part of customer service is being able to say you're sorry on behalf of the company. It may not even have anything to do with you. It may have everything to do with the company, nothing that you personally did, but because you are the representative of the company, you need to say, I'm sorry. It shows that you recognize that there was a problem and that you want to make it right. To do this, you need to be able to depersonalize. And if it is about you, is it, if it is something that you did, then you need to take responsibility and ownership for it. And you need to say, I'm sorry. Hearing an apology helps the customer to feel better. As the mouthpiece of a company, that's part of your job. It acknowledges something was done wrong and makes sure you state that in your apology. So not only apologize, follow up exactly what it is that you're apologizing for. For example, I'm so sorry that your item was not received on time. I see that it did not ship on the date that it said it would ship. We will try to do everything to rectify that and get it to you as soon as possible. And usually taking responsibility, saying I'm sorry, will help to try to decrease any kind of escalation that might occur in that difficult situation. When you say I'm sorry and you take responsibility, that goes a long way. And then you try to fix the situation or you can even give compensation in some way. I'll give you an example. I just took my kids to a park or I, at least I attempted to take my kids to a park where you go zip lining and climb through the trees. And upon trying to purchase that online, I was having difficulty and it says to call them. I called them twice before their closing hours, left two messages, and nobody called me back ever. The next day, they actually sent me an email two days later, which was actually a day after I wanted to go and do this activity with my children. So they emailed me wanting to know why I didn't complete my purchase online. I emailed them back let them know that I called them twice, I left them two messages, nobody got back to me, and actually the people I was supposed to go with went without me and my children could not enjoy a day at their park because of it. Well, they sent me an email back. 
they apologize for not getting back to me in a timely fashion and helping me with my purchase because they really did lose a customer at that point. But they also, so they said they were sorry and they took responsibility, but then they said, just so that we could help you the next time you want to come visit our park, we will give you a 50% off your next time here at our facility. Well, there you go. So not only did they apologize, but they did something to help encourage me want to return. The last thing for customer service, you need to have a sense of humor. Know how to read who your customers are, if they're willing to crack a joke or, or help make light of a situation. Be ready to go along with it, okay? They will appreciate your interaction. It helps to gain a level of rapport with your customers and your clients. It can help to diminish a possible stressful situation and make sure when you do this, when you're laughing and you have humor with your customers, that you're laughing with them and not at them, okay? Humor is a great thing. It helps relax the body. It decreases stress um, and it increases social skills, helping you to connect with your customers. Okay, so be able to read your customers and their humor level. Of course, there's a right time, place, and situation for that, but be able to read all of that so that you can connect with your customers even more and have them have that much of a better experience where they walk away with a very positive impression. So, for example... I know I talk about restaurants a lot. Apparently, you know, I like to eat out with my husband. Um, we went to a very popular restaurant, a very fancy restaurant in Manhattan. And I won't name the place because it was a negative experience. And our waiter was such a stick in the mud. I mean, I can't think of another word for it because my husband and I, w when we go out to have fun, we want to laugh. We have a good time. We try to interact with the wait staff or whoever's serving us or seating us, whoever that might be. And I guess he couldn't read that even though we, we tried. And he was very difficult to connect with. And it didn't make for a positive experience. It, he actually came across as pretentious and condescending and we almost felt like well does he think we don't belong here and so I'm reluctant to go back to that restaurant simply because of how the wait staff treated me so you need to think about that you know you need to be able to read the people that you are working with if they want to have a sense of humor laugh with them make sure you go try to go along with it of course make it relevant to to the situation and the conversation but let the client or customers, you know, set the tone and you follow along with the tone because that will help the interaction and help you connect. It will make you feel better and happier yourself, even as the person working. If you can walk away from your job and have some laughs and some humor, it makes you feel better about your job and then you become more productive. So those are just things that you can do not only to help your customer interaction, but also to help yourself have a positive attitude and be more productive at your job. So just to recap the four customer service skills we reviewed today, you want to be assertive and make it customer-centered. You want to be able to depersonalize and make it about your customer. You want to be able to take responsibility and apologize when necessary. And you also want it to be 
led by the customer and have a sense of humor if that's the way the customer is dealing with the situation. Let them lead the interaction. I hope you enjoyed this conversation on customer service skills. Be sure to join me again next week where we will start a new conversation here on the Digital Divide where we are bridging the gap between social media and connecting with classic communication skills.